campaign began with a strange noise and a flash of green light in the sky. A comet that streaked across the top of the capital city of Griffinport, crashing into the nearby woods and drawing various factions of the city to its wreckage. Two of our heroes, Roy, a local thief, and Damon, a warlock with memory issues, are some of the first to arrive trying to beat the king's palace guard to what is likely a chance for quick and easy loot. But they aren't the first to arrive on the strange site, which appears to be a large ship that appears to have been woven of wicker half-shattered in the forest. The city's thieves' guild moved quickly and beat them to the prize, and in so doing was the first to encounter what appears to be the only survivor of the crash, an angry air elemental that Roy and Damon witnessed tearing through the unlucky guild members. They use what seems to be gunpowder that is strewn across the bottom of the ship to blow up the bottom level, destroying the elemental, but find little else aboard until they stumble upon a strange woman lying impaled by the debris of the captain's quarters. She begs for Roy to embrace her, and he finds himself complying as the fey woman uses the last of her power to bond to the halfling thief and turn him into a warlock. Damon locates a small chest that he finds himself unable to open and buries it quietly in the woods, asking for his unholy patron to protect it. They make a quick exit to avoid rousing the ire of the king's guard. Meanwhile, an old Goliath by the name of Bruth spends what he believes to be his last night of freedom and likely life in a cell in the city watch jails. He does time for throwing palace guards in the ocean over a recent law prohibiting his favorite activity of fishing. The so-called assault on palace guard, though likely justified, has brought him squarely in front of the king's law. As Bruce is placed on trial between talks of trade treaties and war, Damon and Roy have snuck in separately to witness the proceedings. Damon is irked by seeing the chest he hid in the woods paraded before the throne, but finds himself unable to do anything about it. It quickly becomes apparent that the king's new laws are not his own, as the king's regent, Robert II, has been doing much of the royal duties in the absence of his older and sick brother. And while it looks bad for Bruce during his hearing, an entrance by the ailing King Roland demonstrates that Bruce's reputation as a Goliath is known and appreciated by the king himself, who makes short work of this farce of a trial. Soon after the deuce, recognizing an opportunity to do something about the enemies to the crown, known simply as the Griffinport Thieves' Guild, attempts to dupe Bruce, a known felon, into working for the castle as a spy amongst the guild, a meeting that Damon weasels his way into attending. Soon after, Roy, Bruce, and Damon find themselves finally meeting one another as they are drawn together by a high-ranking thief known as Canton, a man holding the rank of Fox in the guild. After Bruce informs Canton that the king's brother has attempted to hire him as a snitch, Canton brings them to his boss, Darius, who believes they can use this to their advantage. He also convinces the group to help the Thieves' Guild pull off a large heist and to rob the Royal Bank of Griffinport. The Fey Lady that now speaks in Roy's mind, named Aviv, after seeing an item recovered from the crash during the court proceedings, impresses upon Roy the importance of this heist, and that he must get the chest by telling him cryptically that it bears within it a mantle. In order to proceed, Canton recommends they find and add a local dwarf merchant named Bapadopoulos to their group, and in the course of doing so, find themselves drawn into fighting a cult that seems to specialize in kidnapping young children, a group of scarred and twisted females known as the Cult of Vina. After saving the children and burning down the city manor house used as their hideaway, they bring several kidnapped children to the safety of a local church known as the Church of Vespera, a goddess of love and beauty that specializes in local charity and protection. One of the small girls, Julie, who was left maimed, missing one ear from her ordeal, finds herself attached to the group, and Damon in particular, who was the one who pulled her literally from the fire. With Bop added to their party, they table this strange meeting with the Cult of Vina for now, because the heist time table has shortened, as the box will be moved to be kept in the castle dungeons. 
They decide to steal the box in transit while Bruce and members of the Thieves' Guild rob the bank vault. And in order to do so, Roy sneaks into a local tinker shop to steal a device known as a quote-unquote car from a gnome named Tigawog, who catches Roy in the act but shows a need for adventure and demands to be let in on the heist. Damon's patron reveals himself as the Archduke of Hell himself, Azazel, Lord of Pride, and sends Damon to a home of the driver set up to drive the bank car to the castle, a man that Damon murders in cold blood, only to find he is a married man with a child on the way. As the heist begins, Damon, disguised with magic to look like the man he killed, steals the bank car and box, and Bruce, Canton, and the Thieves' Guild tough Mullion rob the bank from below. But Damon has been informed by his patron and several cultists to Azazel that the box he is stealing was swapped out with a large magical explosive, and they wish him to deliver the explosive to the Temple of Newman, a major enemy of Hell. But the murder of an innocent man and the impending massacre he is about to take part in leads Damon to defy the Lord of Hell and to sacrifice the gifts of his patron. As Damon begins a mad race through the city, the others of his group, completely unaware of what he is up to, give chase, as well as agents of Azazel. Bruce finally catches Damon atop the cliffside city wall and trusts Damon's mad confession. Grabbing the box, Bruce hurls it from the city wall seconds before it detonates, causing extensive damage and leaving Bruce carrying what appears to be a limp Damon from the rubble. Dylan, who forsakes his fake personality of Damon, is nursed to health by the Sisters of Vespera, and the party divides the spoils of their heist and the secret documents stolen from Regent Robert's lockbox. Damon has also been made aware that the box sought by everyone was taken the night he buried it by agents of Azazel and spirited to the capital of Bree, a neighboring nation under a dark ruler. Bop is warned by a contact of his at the dock of a delivery of war machines and seedy men from across the sea. Soon the party is gathered again by the king, who wishes to curry favor with Bruce, who he considers a man of the people. At dinner with the king, Dylan, who does not remember his life before his help act, finds himself unexpectedly face to face with his father, who thought him dead. And in the chaos of this meeting, the king has a severe coughing fit, causing him to collapse and the dinner guests to be forced from the castle as guards rush the king to safety. Roy and Mullion, upon leaving the party, are told that Canton has not been seen since that morning. They search the frozen city, only to find that the body of Canton lying face down in the snow, and are soon set upon by an assassin set up in wait for their arrival. Roy manages to kill this tiefling, but in so doing is arrested by the city watch. Meanwhile, a strange gentleman has appeared in the city, dressed in fashionable black clothing and lacking mortal flesh, a fey being that takes the form of a skeleton who goes by the name the Gentleman Mr. Grimm, who finds himself unexplainably and seemingly permanently summoned to the mortal realm. Grimm is introduced to Dylan and Bruce, who at first believe him to be an undead skeleton, whom not knowing what to do with him, drop him off the local church to the god of death. Dylan, in his quest to turn over a new leaf, joins the City Watch, and on his first night finds his co-workers teaming up with Bruce in order to provide him with a good old-fashioned hazing, only to have the fun interrupted by a much realer threat of an assassination attempt upon Bruce himself. They rout the assassins and flee to the City Watch headquarters. Grimm meets Roy at the Church of Moors as the body of his boss and friend Canton are delivered for funeral rites, before he is taken to the jail by the Watch. Grimm aids Roy in escape, and finds himself taking the place of Roy on the cart headed to prison. Bop's Dorvan clan has arrived and taken the king's deal of land and coin in order to fix the destroyed wall and cliff face left over from the explosion, and Bop is called in to investigate strange going-ons beneath the city. Bop gathered the aid of Dylan and the strange Mr. Grimm in this endeavor, while Bruce and Roy, focused on the attempt upon their lives, seek out the assassins that attacked them. 
Chasing one of the assassins leads Bruce and Roy to meet the others beneath the city where the cult of Vina has kidnapped several of the Dorvan immigrants. They learn from a fallen cultist that the cult, led by Akara, a woman from Dylan's past he thought was dead, intends to use the children to summon the devil queen Lilith. They are joined by Daedalus, a young paladin from the Church of Newman, and set off to stop the ritual. In a journey, they are split up, and Bruce, Bop, and Daedalus find themselves in a secret cavern beneath the city where two artifacts lay forgotten. A noble hammer of creation wielded by dwarves, and the terrible eye of the giant god Magog. The eye bonding with Bruce, the first giant to find it in hundreds of years. Dylan races ahead of the group in the hopes of getting to Akara first, finds himself up against more than he bargained, as two of the assassins have allied with the Cult of Vina in order to draw our heroes into an unwinnable fight. As the heroes meet from two directions, their enemies find themselves unprepared for Bruce's new ferocity and the tenacity of his allies. As the ritual is barely stopped, Dylan saves Akara and takes her to be jailed by the Sisters of Vespera, after learning that the one he thought he had lost was his son, and not his woman, as he had assumed. After the confrontation beneath the city, they bury their friend Canton before Bruce goes off under the influence of Magog to negate the threat he perceives on his life, only to assault the head of the assassins, a man who is openly spending time with the king's brother. Meanwhile, Bop, after dredging a corpse of a cultist that died during the heist, brings it to the local church to the god of death and casts Speak with Dead. Him and the gentleman Mr. Grimm ask a series of questions, discovering that the cultists come from the neighboring nation of Bree, led by a man known as Siako. Also, Dylan, while looking for information that might help Bruce during his court case, digs through the local watch's criminal records. And while he does find some things that may pertain to Bruce's case, he also finds that there are no criminal records pertaining to the Thieves' Guild. Bruce is arrested and taken on trial for the second time, but the assassin leader, Gorillo, in a strange show of sportsmanship, declares before the gathered court that he does not wish to press charges and encourages the king's brother, now the full king as Roland lies in a coma, to let Bruce go. Bruce finds himself immediately shuffled off by representative citizens of the poor amidst talks of electing a heretofore unheard of people's noble, quote-unquote, to be elected before the larger question of war with Bree is brought before the court. And that's where we find ourselves. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I'm remastered. We're trying our first new sound setup where we do it the way we understand a lot of other shows do it. We're doing it at home, basically alone. Like, I see their faces, but they're not really here, and it's a little lonely. Little bit. You'll live. Yeah. Yeah, Just a riddle, Ronry. I mean, I don't have to wear pants, and that's great. (laughs) You know what? Thank you for that. And to his metaphorical left is is ryan back again is roy uh patreon.com slash torch the tavern get on that shit <laughs> hey. one year later we're still shilling ourselves uh, i mean we, we kind of got to excuse me but we have not yet begun still? to show ourselves. one year later we are just now shilling ourselves trust me this is the shill section yeah we actually do have a patreon torch the tavern please check it out he's right Check out the Redactyl episode, uh, the first one, to see if you really want to see us shilling ourselves out. Oh, they can't unless they sign up for our Patreon, because I removed it from the normal feed and put it as Patreon material. <laughs> you monster. Gasp. It is our first Patreon content. Congratulations. To Ryan's metaphorical left. This is Strano. I play your lovable dwarf, or not so lovable, or, or at least I play a dwarvish dwarf. Bob. Bob Doblis. 
Brazier of Dead Vehicles and the Dead. I agree with that sentiment, actually. And to my left. And to Strana's approximately south-southeasterly direction is me, Mitch. I play Bruce. I am the old man Goliath. Typically shuns away from violence, but some shit's going down. And uh, real talk, the Patreon, all jokes aside, give us a look, help us support. We've been doing this for a year, and it's not actually free. Give us your money. Give us your money now. Please. You don't have to, but you should. Please? Please. Every little bit helps. He got some stuff. And to his left is... I'm going to be nice. The best city guard, though, Dylan Bennett, I guess. You're not playing I block. Have... That's fair, actually. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> actually, Marquis Dylan Bennett nowadays. Gross. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. You sick of and... me. <laughs> Jesus. Or at least first in line to be Marquis. Is that the way that works? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I th- yeah. Lord, at least. Next in line. Heir to holdings of... Marquis Bennett. And to my existential left. To his down is Jeff, playing the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. Thank God I have video. He did doff the hat. And I will, of course, say, please do treat us to your patronage at our Patreon. We appreciate it. Also follow the Facebook. We're on Spotify. Please do keep us in your thoughts. <laughs> we are on everything. Ignoring all the jokes and gags, gentlemen, what do we offer our Patreon supporters currently? Oh, well, of course, what we offer our Patreon supporters, if you're a $1 supporter, what we offer is, we're still here. <laughs> that sounds uh, a pretty start. solid investment. Of course. If you choose to support us with slightly more money, we will offer you some premium exclusive content about the world in which we live, as well as some fun blooper, or as they've been known to us, Redactal episodes. I'll work on that. Yeah, we, we get some more blooper episodes. I'm working on currently Avil talking about the Warren Fay and what brought her to the adventure. Basically, she's kind of the first one to enter the screen, so to speak, as far as, you know, major NPCs. So I have like 15 minutes of her telling her story and what's going on in the Fey realm that she's really trying to impress upon Roy. Which is technically how this episode begins. If you want to know her full story, you'll have to join our Patreon. I'm going to give you a real brief rundown, but it's not going to tell you the whole thing. So, if you'd like to hear more about the wonderful world in which I come from, go to the Patreon. Semi-regular updates to be there. We're, We're going with monthly. I recently learned what a month is. <laughs> that was an adventure in teaching him that. He's good shit. So, uh... Hornig's a patient man. Is we doing that thing where they can, uh... At a certain level, they can make us answer questions about ourselves and shit? We doing oh, that yeah. yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really don't want to answer I don't any wanna... questions. I've been involved in a lot of fucking murder cases. I don't yeah. want to... <laughs> if you would like questions to be answered about the characters, you can address them to Dylan and I'll... 
investigate them. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. know shit, but I can at least claim plausible deniability. Yeah, uh, Good luck. I'll look into rumors and unfounded hearsay about characters. Yep. I have a question, Jay. What's up? At what Patreon level do they get access to the super secretive fishing roll chart? <laughs> we don't have a tier high enough yet. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to free that up yet. Mr. Grimm has just asked a veal. Underneath the city, just outside of the main cavern, where you guys had your big fight not so long ago. You asked her, how did she get here? And she speaks, and she tells you a very long story, but the end of which is basically this. I am a being of winter, and I was ordered by my queen Maeve to go and capture the one remaining mantle of spring that we did not know its location. I found it, and it was behind enemy lines. And in order to escape, we stole a ship, and in stealing that ship, it was damaged. The only way to escape was to torture a genie into giving up its wish. He wished us here. The ship was already crashing. So now we are here, and I am bonded to Roy, because in the crash, I nearly died. And when he appeared, I did what I had to do. So, you're telling me that not only did you have the final mantle, something that would bring balance back to the world that you and I live in, and for that matter, the great escape of worlds, but you lost it, and you wished yourself here? Do you know the weight of traveling between worlds like you've done? Options were limited. How did you get here? I at least don't know. Roy. As he kind of lays into her for that, it causes her will <laughs> to slip, and you wake up. And you can sense you don't know where you are. It's dark, and you can hear Avil and him arguing, and you can feel Avil's anger. What? Whoa. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Your bonded mate, whatever you call it, your accompaniment has broken most of the taboos of our world, or some of the most precious taboos of the world, and all worlds, for that matter, beyond that, has lost what would bring balance back. Not just to us. That's fine and all, but how did I get here? You... Um... You're little more than a car. I'll explain later. Yeah. Because I don't remember being here a minute ago. You're beneath the city. How? I needed to do things. I mean, you could have just said something. You were sleeping. Yeah. I tend to do that. You That's also what, like, don't always do what do. I ask because you are caught up in your mortal problems. This is fucked up. N not, not wrong, but also, you can't just, like, take me on a joyride. I actually can, ever since you asked for more power, and you gave me the okay. I, uh, I lean down into Roy's face, like, way up in there. The brim of my hat is touching his brow. 
You don't understand how this bond works. Every bit of control and power that you ask for, you give. Cool. How about maybe uh, you fill me in on the rest of the shit that you're leaving out of here? As soon as we handle my little errand. You're just going to go and do it yourself? Mm, no, we are going to beat this one to it. Oh, so now we're in a race? You're yes. going to beat me to it? Yes. So, uh, Avil <laughs> starts telling you to head into the other cavern. Like, now, you need to move into the other cavern. Now, you, I, I need you to beat this other Fae. Remember how I told you we don't trust Fae? You know how we've been working with him for the last, I don't know how many episodes now? Do you know how many fae I work with that I don't trust? It's not ideal. It is what it is. She tells you that in this other room, something that she noticed that your mortal eyes didn't see was a nexus of power. And uh, beneath the city, the fae can see it. Uh, do you guys head into the other room? Yeah, I go. I cast Expeditious Retreat to beat them there. Okay. Do you do anything as you see him take off at a breakneck pace? Ray of Frost on his legs. <laughs> Chill. You gotta roll. And then what? Because you that's a standard action. I believe it's it an armor class. Yeah, it's an attack roll. 17. 17, you probably hit McGinnis Sector. You don't have great armor. I have what's called little to no armor. Mm-hmm. He's called a sorcerer, sir? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Alright, 17. Yeah, you hit me. Uh, is there a DC for the save No, there? you need to do damage. Okay. How much damage do you do? 1d8 cold. And he's half speed, correct? Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, it takes 1d8 and its speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. And that's a full 8 damage. Alright, so do you move? Because you still have a move action. You're goddamn right, I move. Alright. Ahead toward the cavern that she wants me to go to. Uh, you're 30 feet behind him still. You guys should probably roll initiative at this point. Meanwhile, Avil goes on to tell you that in the other room is a nexus. It is a node of power, usually found at crossroads or ley lines. If we can get hold of it, it is a source of power that may help me heal. What will it do for me? Anything that helps me helps you, Roy. I promise. And we're off. <laughs> That's a 10 for initiative. Mine was a 7. Okay, go. Uh, let's see. I'm going to cast Missy Stat. Okay. 30 feet unoccupied space that I can see. Okay. You, uh, you poof into the neighboring room, and you are right at the edge of that cliff that looked down upon the portal and everything. Remember that room you guys first came in through? Yeah. And you find a very strange sight as you stand there at the edge of the terrace. You see before you what appears to be a large gathering of Fists of Newman. There seems to be a bunch of them doing work down on the portal below. They've got everything cordoned off and down at the bottom. Like, it seems that for whatever reason, they like haven't gotten up to this area yet to uh, kind of block off this pathway that you guys used. It was kind of in the dark always and out of the way, but they haven't blocked this entrance yet. You also can see, with your fey eyes, the ley lines all meet at the roof of this giant dome, 
where there is a large glowing jewel. And she simply says, the heart of Griffinport. I need to go there? Yes. Do I need to, like, touch it? Do I just stand in the light? What do I do? You take it. I imagine it's big. It's not. Is it like, I can put it in my pocket? You could carry it. It's probably the size of a head. All right, I'm going. The wheel about to get you some head, boy. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. But below, you also see a lot of what appear to be people who work for Newman. You recognize them because of their shiny armor. Oh. There are other workers and stuff, but the ones that stand out are obviously Fist of Newman. So are they, like, in my way? Am I on, like... If you can go up the wall in some way, you would avoid them, but you couldn't go down to the center where the portal is. They would stop me. Most likely, yes. Can I Mage Hand to grab it? Mm, what's the range of Mage Hand? Let's find out. It is Mr. Grimm's turn while you do that. How far behind him am I? You would be about 60 feet at this point. Okay, 60 feet. Uh, well then, I guess I'm going to do the same thing he did and just poop. You can Misty Step as well? Yeah. And then keep using my dash action, right? So I'm okay. moving it. Well, where are you going to go? But how long am I slowed? Around round, yes, just that round. So I'm going to cast slow on him, which he's absolutely within range. And within a 40-foot cube, his speed is going to be reduced by half. And if he doesn't make the saving throw, he's going to take negative two penalties to his AC, dexterity saves, and can't make reactions. Jeez, that does AC. All right. And that's a wisdom? Yep. Yeah, I didn't make that. That's a six. Ooh. All right. So you feel the whole world kind of slow, and you hear uh, Avil cussing in your fucking head about how she just doesn't have enough power to fight him. Mage Hand. Okay. What is the range on Mage Hand? 30 feet. It's further away than that, my friend. Fuck. Also, slow affects your spellcasting. Because why wouldn't it? With a casting time of one action, you must roll a 20 on an 11 or higher. The spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. Rip one of Grimm's legs off. <laughs> roll uh, roll that d20. See if you even cast Mage Hand this round. Actually, no. He wouldn't cast it because it's out of range. But some giving him an option to change what spell he casts. Uh... Or you can get real creative with Mage Hand. Rip off his leg. He can bloody try. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw the mage hand back and see if I can just bump it in his face. <laughs> maybe maybe I can knock his head off. With his momentum coming forward and the hand coming at him. You try, you, you try to face palm him? Yeah, I'm trying to face palm him. Take his hat. That'll hurt him. That, that I mean, nothing deep. will get him to stop what he's doing quicker. <laughs> well, I mean, he's rushing and I am, you know... We'll see. All right, well, roll a d20, because the chance that your mage hand doesn't even happen this round. That's rude. I know, it's, it's fucked up. Do, do you, would I add spell attack to that? No. No? Fucking rude. 15? No. Well, that's fucked up. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the... You wanted to roll low. Oh, bitch. Okay, so yeah, you you cast mage hand, and you just watch it slowly travel toward Grim. Avil is swearing in a language you don't know. Uh, so what do you do, Mr. Grimm? I will go ahead and say that it's about 200 feet away up. It's in the ceiling. So it's like you'd have to find a way to get to it. That's fair. I've got a plan. Okay. So 
How much more distance to it to that gap? It's still 200 feet I mean, feet you're going to run out of walking. There's nowhere to walk to it. It's in the ceiling. Yeah, well, how close can I get to it this round? You can get right up next to Roy. It's pretty much as close to it as you can be as the end of that terrace. It's 200 feet from that. Okie doke, skis. Well, then, like I say, I have got a plan. Okay. It's up in the ceiling. Tell us. I'm, I'm getting there. It's up in the ceiling. Uh-huh. Directly below it are the fists. Yes. The Church of Newman is doing something with the portal. Right. Summon a greater butt plug. There's no such thing. That's coward talk. You should talk to the Church of Dirk. I bet they know it. God. It's recommended that everyone starts with the lesser butt plug. I'm going to catapult my hand at it. Okay. Okay. Oh, fuck, he's got catapult. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Do your attack roll. All right. Solid. That's 18. Without any bonuses. Or okay. Your hand launches across the gap. Can it go 200 feet? Uh, it can go... Oof. It can go 150 feet. Okay, make it with a disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. Because I like this, but I gotta, I gotta penalize that. This disadvantage could really fuck me. I might have. Ooh, and it does. But I still add my stuff to it, so after adding my stuff to it, it's 14. Oh. Okay, so I set it at 15. Your hand nails a stalagmite that's five feet away from the heart, and uh, it grabs the stalactite, and your hand is just hanging there. Okay. <laughs> it's now Roy's turn. How long am I slowed? You can make another save now. What am I trying to beat? His save was a 14. Thank you. Uh, so your mage hand goes off now. What do you want to do? It goes off now? Oh, it, you now can use it can mage hand it? now, yeah. He already cast it. It hits him in the face, right? No, he was able to just move past it because it was slowed. He's not moving anymore, so his original plan is trashed. 14, by the way, meets beats. Yeah. Is he in front of me? He's like... More or less next to you at this point. If you move right up to the edge. Hmm. See, I don't want to hurt him, hurt him. Avil says, why not? I mean, we're still kind of buddies, kind of. This is kinda. this is one of those no hard feelings, winner take all sort of situations. So you think, he, you think we'd be okay later? You think he'd be mad at me? Because he's kind of scary. He'll be as okay with you as he always is. That's fair. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Savage. Just hitting him? Alright. I'm basically gonna I'm gonna reach over and go, hey. Alright, so I'm reading this. You passed the save, but it doesn't take a f- action till the end of this turn, so I need you to roll another D twenty to see if the spell goes off now or later. Fuck. And it still has to beat his save? No, it just has to be under 10. Base level, no bonuses. 12. Okay, so your Eldritch Blast is slowed as well. You will be out of slow at the end of this round, but your Eldritch Blast is slowly forming in his his peripheral. (laughs) What does Grim do? So, I don't get hit. Not yet. Uh, I mean, you don't get hit yet anyway. Right, until the end of the turn. I just wanted to be ready for that. You see it in your peripheral very slowly happening. Here's a fun one. So... I can cast Blink, which would make it hard for him to hit me, but here's another part of that. Because I'm going to pop in and out of the fucking realm, does my hand just come back to me? Because it's me. That's fucking hilarious. All of me would pop out 
one would assume. It pops out with you, but it's just like 70 feet away from you. Tell you what, give me, let's make an arcana roll. Let's roll dice, it's D&D. Do me well, You got skills. Dice, do me well. I don't have that many skills, apparently. I guess, I've, that's a shit roll, fam. Six! Uh, let's see, that's a fail, and I will say that, yeah, it just doesn't. It just stays where it is. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm going to cast Blink all the same. Uh, is that all you're doing? Yeah, for now all I'm going to do is Blink because uh, it's just going to keep me safe. Okay. And the slow is going to last one more round longer, or till the end of this round anyway. And honestly, I'm uncertain what my next move is anyway. It'll give me an opportunity to do that. The other thing is, I could reappear ten feet closer to the thing, maybe. Not for long if I'm falling, but... <laughs> Um, okay, so, well, does that take place right now? Yes, and I rolled and I blink. Okay, that's good, because a blast goes off where your head was. Mm-hmm. And it is now... Not head, whoa, center mass, we're Oh, friends. sorry, my bad. So, it's Roy's turn. Yeah, slow is done. Yeah, slow is done. You are free to move around the cabin. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I guess, I mean, he's not in sight. I don't know where he went. Yeah, he just he just blinked out of existence. How far away is it from me still? It's still the same 200 feet away up on the roof. You also should roll stealth or something because you just fired a blast in a room full of people. <laughs> and your boy is nowhere to be seen. 21. Yeah, so you immediately duck your head under as you hear a bunch of fists and Newman kind of go, what was that? You hear some startled noises from below, and you see a lot of people kind of moving toward those steps that you know lead up to where you're at. They're trying to find their way over to you. That's not good. Why you gotta make this difficult? Mm, it was always meant to be difficult. Am I under it at all? Nearby? It's diagonally 200 feet ahead of you and up. It's in the ceiling. Yeah. Whoa! What a pain in the ass. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna double move forward. Double move forward? Yeah. Into open air? Dylan established that a running leap can make the jump. Of course, he did have the help of a Bigby's slapping hand. Yeah, he's also not a halfling. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You could probably do it easier. I don't know about that. Hey, believe in your players. I I do believe in that. No, you don't. I mean, to mess things up, I do. (laughs) I believe in you. Fair. Can I magic missile? No. It's just gonna fucking fall. Even if I could get it out. It likely will not break. You think so? I... 90%. You willing to risk that? If he doesn't get it, we could come back, but... But? You can just sense that she doesn't want to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, if he's still here, she doesn't trust leaving it. Do we... Think we can make a deal with him? Can you guys share this thing? I do not know. You want to try it? Because there's a lot of guys down there, even if I do get to it first. We're going to have to get through them. Mm-hmm. All right, so Blink wears off. Or it's back to Jeff's turn. So on my turn, I get to appear wherever I like. Yeah. Within 10 feet. Okay. So what's the status on the, the fists? Uh, they are moving toward that stairway. They're at the bottom of the stairs. They'd probably be on you guys in a couple of rounds. Okay. They're at the bottom of the stairs. What other ways are there out of this place? It was pretty much... The way that Bruce came in back in the beginning, which seems to be the way they're using. The mm-hmm. pathway that Daedalus and he found a long time ago. 
and the ways you guys came in the first time. That's the only ways you know, unless there's a way through the water, which is choppy and dangerous. Right. So from where I'm at, yeah. what are my movement options? You could jump into the water, which is choppy and dangerous. You could try to go through the people. Are you trying to leave or head to the... Both? Just any option. If you want to leave, there's the way you came in. Okay. If you want to avoid the Church of Newman, that's the best option. Because you could get through that easily before they got up here. I suggest leaving. Yeah, that's just leaving. If you try to get the heart, then that's more problematic because it's in the center of the room, essentially, above everyone else. You'd need to grab it and retreat or make your way through the main hall that they're using. Can I release my own hand off this diagonal? Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for how far away from me it is on one plane. Okay. Because currently it's like, what, 120 on two planes? Something like that. I didn't sign up for this shit to do algebra. Okay, well, that's unfortunate because you made an algebraic problem. <laughs> that you did. You made an algebraic problem. Throwing your hand out there. Regardless, it's an algebraic problem one way or the other. If it falls, I'd still ask the same question. How visible is the edge of this cliff to the fists? It's in the dark. Our boy Roy kind of hid when he plopped the blast off by ducking. So, like, right off the edge, still very in the dark? You're high up. You're higher than they are. Okay. But, you know, it's shadowy. There's no light up here with you guys. Riddle me this, Batman. If I were to reappear, holding my cane in my mouth, because that's what I, this is what I'm going to have to do, follow me here. Okay. Just over the edge, and drop and catch the edge, can I roll a stealth after that? You're in black. Sure. <laughs> okay. What's the roll to catch the edge of the cliff You here? are ten feet wherever you want to be, right? Yeah. Then I'm not going to make you. Cool. Then I'm just going to boop. Right there on the edge of the cliff, holding the cane, and I'm going to roll me some stealth runes. Okay, because you got one arm. If you try to do more than just hang there, I will make you make some rolls, and they won't be good for you. But I know they won't. I know they won't. Alright, that's a 16. Okay. 16 on my stealth runes. I'm just going to wait there. Alright, cool. I feel pretty hidden. I'm going to wait Make there. a perception check, Roy, to see if you know where he popped up. 16. Alright, so you see his hand just sort of appear at the edge. <laughs> okay. You see where he is. He's hanging off the cliff in front of you. Okay. I'm gonna walk over there. While he's just hanging there. I'm gonna say, Grim, can we make a deal here? That heavily depends upon the deal. She needs the thing up there, the stupid rock, the heart, whatever the fuck it's called. She needs that just to get better. I imagine it probably won't just use up the whole thing, getting her better. Maybe you can do whatever the fuck you want with it once she's had her fill. Would that be cool? Could we do that? Because you seem to be in a precarious little spot here, and there's people coming. There are, and I'm relatively hidden from them. Though you could drop me. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll just hit the water and I'll make way for You won't drown. I don't need to breathe. That's fine. So... But you won't get the thing. Neither will you. You don't know that. You'll be gone. I can be fairly certain. I won't go very far. Then how about we work out this deal and we can work together and try and get it later when there's not people here? Do you know what it is to make a deal with a fae? Being stuck with one forever now, yeah. Then you know that this is not something to be taken lightly. And I must insist... That the deal is between all three of us. 
Avil points out that they are close. And you guys see that the that they're like halfway up the stairs. Yeah, they're close and no one else is putting out a better idea. So you guys want to work together on this or do we get caught? Avil, since you wanted her opinion, says, You may not need to breathe, but I do not believe that your bones will survive being dashed across the rocks below. I'm 90% sure of that one. So I think right now we have the upper hand, and I need that heart. And I need to understand why I'm here, and I need that power to do it. Beyond that, I don't trust you with power. The last time you had it, you fucked it up. Well, now we'll be working together on it, so the chances of us fucking up will be greatly lowered, if you think so fucking highly yourself. So let's try and get this done. You are in crunch time. You must decide what happens now or be caught by the fists of Newman. There's no debating. Do something. I'll make a deal if you make a deal. Done. Let's go. Both of you. Avil agrees. Deal. Consider me grabbing your hand, a handshake, from all from the both of us. Fair enough. And uh, you guys make a speedy retreat out the back entrance. However, you're minus a hand at the moment? For now. I'm not going to go very far. That's fine. It can do recon while we're gone. <laughs> I don't think it has eyes. <laughs> it's not it. I mean, he can talk to it, I would imagine. All right. I can feel it. You guys head out and head back to the surface. Meanwhile, so Dylan, you find yourself at the Night Watch, and uh, one of your recent duties has been to follow up on certain leads, one of which was there was a fisherman at one of the small docks that says that he had got his line snagged on something, and then when he got questioned, he realized that was illegal. But basically, he kind of threw out that he saw something underneath the water that looked like a car. Uh, the fuck? And then apparently Dottie and Block had gone out there at another time right before dusk, and it wasn't there anymore. So it seems to be a red herring of a case, but you do see it kind of cross your desk, so to speak. Only cars I'm aware of are Tigs, right? And, like, a couple that work for the Palace Guard, right? There's literally only two cars that you've ever known about, because most okay. of them were disbanded years ago. I guess I'll check in with Palace, then, to see if any patrols saw anything to do with any vehicles or machinery in the area. Or any spells. Maybe someone saw someone casting a spell. Well, he acted like the car was on the beach or something. It was on the beach? Then how the fuck are people moving it? <laughs> Exactly. So, do you follow up with the palace? I'll go talk to him. Who do you talk to specifically with Palace Guard? Do you have a guy at this point? I'd probably know a few guys, and I know Brandon probably. Brandon probably still is squinting at me perpetually. Brandon's got the time to answer some questions for you. When you show up, he has his normal dismissive attitude at you because you're wearing the badge of a city watchman. But I'm still wearing my uh, beautiful... Like, red line breastplate and my red cloak from the dwarves, right? Yeah, if you want to be. Yeah, because I gotta look good 24-7. Oh, sure, yeah. So, I'm gonna walk up to Brandon and say, Sir? You know you're really marring that cloak with that badge. (sighs) I'm aware of your feelings towards the City Watch. I'm just following up on a lead. You, I believe you have some men that patrol an area that was reported that there was a car... Of some sorts? Nothing that we heard about. There were two vehicles 
during the heist, and those are the only ones that we have in the city. One was the bank vehicle, which was completely destroyed. The other one was the, what appears to be a thief vehicle that was never found. Uh, I was uh, thinking it might be some sort of mechanism that got waterlogged or thrown in a lake or some sort of thing. I'm not quite sure, but I was wondering if I could talk to any of your patrolmen in the area. They might have seen someone in the area, suspicious, or maybe talk to someone they weren't sure about, and I was just wondering if I could check up on it. You can do whatever you want, Watchman. I just wanted to do you the service respectfully first before I went over your head or mm-hmm. behind your back talking to one of your men. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I have their name that I can go talk to? Uh, no. I can't exactly find the patrolman if I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to help you do anything. <sighs> Listen, if it's a thief vehicle or whatever it was, then and I thank that... you for the tip, and I will uh, expect you to not get involved in our jurisdiction, because that would be our area. Okay, if that's what you wish. I was just checking up on a loose end that was reported to the city watch. If you want to handle it, it's all yours. Are we done? I think. I'm never quite sure with you, because you always stare at me awkwardly. I was here. You came to me. You're the one who's not leaving the room. You're the one that doesn't end the leave, conversation. Leave, leave the room. I, leave the room. All right. Have a nice day. You know what? No, I won't. Okay. <laughs> all right. What do you do next? Do I have anything else to do on the night watch? Uh, That's literally the only lead and thing you've had been given on your desk at this point. Well, uh, if that's the only thing on my desk, I guess I'll go do my weekly check-in at the church. Okay. So you meet up at the... Church of Vespera, and you happen to show up right around the time that I guess Bop was heading back. So yeah, you are meeting up at the Church of Vespera, and just outside, you catch Bop, uh, kind of taking off his whatever weapons and stuff at the door. My weapons is my finger. Hello, Bopinopolis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen you in quite some time. It's been quite a while. All of a couple hours, at least. <laughs> it's been a little. It is good that you're back with your family, reconnecting with your father. This is very important, you know. I'm trying. What do you need to do? Just not try. Well, I hope my trying can become doing. I feel I've been doing pretty alright so far, but I hope to do better. Well, doing being the activity of your trying, I sure hope so. It's always so pleasant to talk to you. <laughs> and confusing. <laughs> It is nice to see you, though, Bob. Yes, it it is good. By the way, I dropped Julie off at the Mage's College. Oh, the deadline was today, right? Yes. Fuck. Mary just kind of looks at you and, like, gives you a look on her face like, yeah. Um, I thought it was tomorrow was the deadline. No, no. Uh, Mary asks, are you, are you guys coming in? Oh, yes, and I hand over my... Yeah, weapons? Old, I hand over my truncheon. And my hand crossbow. This just won't leave my side. As the hammer. Uh, what about the 18 daggers that Dylan always has on him? He hands over 17 daggers. Where's the 18th dagger? I don't have an 18th dagger. Lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. I hand over six daggers because I've used all the daggers. Have you really? <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> You're supposed to pick them back up. All right. Dude, I, it's okay. I got a bag of holding with more daggers. You're going to hand over that bag of holding, Mary? <laughs> 
I genuinely thought that, like, new noble Dylan might not carry 18 daggers, but instead it was like, oh no, I'm still carrying 18 daggers. <laughs> Just craftily and candidly concealed within this bag of holding. No, no, the thing is, those six daggers I hand over, they're not concealed on my body at all. They are on my belt, and I hand them over. Okay. So she takes the six, and then, because Mary is used to this game with you, starts snapping the bag on your waist. <laughs> I tighten it, close it, nod it three times, and hand it over. It's not like I'm going to look through it, Dylan. I don't want to know what's in your bag. It's mostly baggage. A lot of it. Thanks for putting in a bag of holding. It makes it easier to carry. Mm. That weight reduction. Now get out of the doorway. You sound like my therapist. Ugh. I am your therapist. <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's Sandra's job. Yeah. Vesper, bless her. No kidding. I still have my Vesper and rosary on my wrist. Okay. I always wear that, along with my breastplate and cloak. Okay. And I walk inside with Bob. So, what have you been up to besides reconnecting with your father? Uh, most part, I've just been working. I, the reason why I'm missing a day is because I had to do a double shift the other day. Oh, it's good to see you working. I've been working for John at the City Watch. I've been mostly doing investigative work for them. Really? And what have you been hearing? Uh, recently there was a car apparently spotted on a beach, and Palace Guard are going to be looking into it now because it's their jurisdiction. And I don't know how the damn thing ended up over there. Mysterious ways. Bob. Mysterious ways. I, as, I, as I'm talking to him, <laughs> I realize who I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, uh, Dylan, you want to roll an insight check? <laughs> Bob, you want to roll a bluff. Mm. Oh, you don't no. even have to say anything. I just want to see if Bob sweats. Hold on. Uh... Inquisitor archetype can never roll lower than eight when detecting lies with insight. Anyways, <laughs> I rolled a fucking eight, so that's funny. So that's a total of 15. Oh yeah, you know I'm a little bit nervous. Maybe sweating at the brow. A little beard quake? No. Oh. The dwarf does not quake. Not that bad. No, the beard never tells. The beard never shows. Mm. You know, the beard is noble. The only reason you can tell is my bald pat. Pate glistens in the sun. Well, Bob, in honesty, I was just told that this case wasn't mine and I'm not allowed to be looking into it anymore, so... Well done. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, things that you should probably know, at least keep your weather eye out for, I had a little scoop that certain machinations are really machinations of a rather limbed variety, perhaps. A few sharpened swords and daggers here and there coming through the city. Are you saying soldiers from somewhere else are entering our city? Not necessarily soldiers, but their arms and equipment. Thanks, Bob. I'll look out for that, then. That's not good. So, Dylan, have you heard of a box that contains an important artifact from beyond these mortal walls, shall we say? Oh, you're talking about the box from the heist that happened to go down not too long ago. Hmm. The one that you so miraculously escaped. Uh, no, I don't believe I was involved. Uh, there was a fellow named Damon Shaw, though, that was involved. Right, Dylan. Well. Bop, I'm going to tell you now, I'm not going to say the words I or me, because I'm trying to turn my life around. Fair enough. Fair enough, sometimes you must put the iron on the anvil to make it a bit sharper. Or rather, to make a brooch out of it. Anyway. If you're asking me about my personal investigation into what was inside a box, we can talk about that. Hmm. 
what may be inside the box and where the box might be, I think, would be a more pertinent conversation. And who may or may not be associated with said box and rumors, I've heard. Well, quite frankly, as many weeks have passed since that little escapade, shall we say, it's, it's more likely that such an object has been passed outside the city walls. It may have left our perimeter, from what I have learned. The problem is that is a very powerful object for people of the caliber that were chasing it to be chasing it. And it may or may not perhaps be hunted by an associate in that said heist. Mm. And uh, an associate in said heist, I believe the one that died on a wall, may or may not have pertinent information. Yes. Well, such an associate pinned down some ramblings, perhaps. The associate may have uh, heard the location of said box, but may be withholding said information for the protection of others or the restraint of another. Okay, for those that don't speak spy speak, to not confuse people, basically, I know information, but can't tell him information currently. Well, that and you're not the only party. There must be another one amongst our numbers that have such knowledge. The location of said item has not been acquired by any other parties involved to ensure that the information is kept secret and safe from those interested and those possibly under the thrall of a fae. Mm. Be that as it may, such an object needs to be put back in a proper place. Or should we say existence? Well, Bopinopolis, mm. as much as I want to give you said information, I also know that your allegiances change depending on the situation, whether it be to associates or to nations that happen to be visiting and having quite a bit of stretch of land near our walls. Uh, maybe such a nation that has very small stretch of land, but has a great depth of culture. To quote someone, I want to trust you, <laughs> but... <laughs> You keep making me not want to. <laughs> How dare you amend the quote. All right. So, yeah, you guys have this weird conversation. Weird, weird conversation. <laughs> you guys get real. Well, for some reason, you're Bond villains. <laughs> He's in the CIA. I'm in the NSA. It's kind of yeah, weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very Bond villainy. Mm. Sandra steps out from one of the back room. I'm in trouble. Sandra? Hi, Bob. Yes. Did is Julie in school? All squared away. It was enough money. Everything went. Is she uh fine? Did it cover books? Yep. Her books will be covered and she'll be signed up for classes. So everything should go just fine. Th thanks, Bob. That that was important. And as she says important, there are daggers in it as she side eyes Dylan. <sighs> Hi. Later. Have you seen Grenlin? I have just entered the door, so not since my last visit. Last I heard, she went looking for Bruce. No one's seen her. I've asked several people who came into the church. She doesn't seem to be in town. I haven't seen Bruce since his trial. Is he okay? Aren't people, like, trying to kill him? People have been trying to kill him since I've known him. Okay. Are you cool with that? As Bruce once told me, stop getting involved in the affairs of others. Hmm. 
because he very clearly keeps telling me he can handle it no matter what I try to do to help. Yeah, well, nobody told Granlin that, so go find Granlin. Well, I have to finish my visit. Visit with who? The person you oh so love in a cage. Oh. She just walks away. <laughs> she that's one strike too many today, and she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Son of a bitch. Smooth. I walk to the jail cells. As you're heading to the back room, Mary says, um, your friend the Fist of Newman is also here to see your date. I go to the jail cell. Not much I could do. Yeah, so in one of the back rooms, basement level, they do have what appears to be a cell, but it, it doesn't look like it was meant for that, really, but they've made it into one. And leaning against the wall, facing the bars, and he seems to be kind of watching and questioning Akara, is Daedalus. Hello, Daedalus. Ah, Dylan. Nice to see you, man. How are you today? Ugh, stressed out. You know that th this one shouldn't be here, right? As far as I recall, based on the religious texts, the Church of Vesper are one of the few that can actively judge the activities of this cult. Um, yeah, last I heard, the city law didn't give the ability to judge anyone to the churches. We stopped doing that a long time ago because we like to burn witches. Let me tell you, it's a good call. My church is one of the worst. I recall. Hence why a fist of Newman talking to an orc may be... A bad look. So they don't let churches make law, Dylan. Akara should be under arrest, either with the city watch, which is you, which is one of the reasons why I agreed to let her go. With you. If I recall, you never gave me permission. Yeah, I can because, rethink that. Because I don't recall Fist of Newman having any authority within the city, as you just stated, but I could be confused. I, I still can rat people out. Everybody has that authority. I'm sure you can, Daedalus. I'm sure you can. And if you would like to not be friends, and if you would like to not talk to any further, you're more than welcome to. I will take her in shortly after, and that'll be the end of it. Daedalus lets out a big sigh, and he's like, Dylan, that's... <sighs> Look, man, that's not what I came here for. But I need you to assure me that you know what you're doing, because this isn't... This isn't what you'd call kosher. What I'm doing currently is keeping her in one of the few places in this city that can keep her contained and safe, investigate anything, interrogate her weekly, and follow up any leads I can scry from her speech. And the fact that nobody else knows she's here means nothing to you. The last time one of these cultists were arrested, nobles bailed them out. Uh. The original cultists that were investigated by, I believe, Bruce when he worked for the City Watch were found in a noble household with children. Yeah, these, uh, they're rich. Here's the thing. From what we've gathered. If I take him to the city watch, as you wish, she'll be out within an hour. Or dead. I keep her here, I'm able to interrogate her weekly, talk to her, find out what I can, and try and stop the cult as much as possible. Okay, Dylan. Fine. Like I said, nobody else knows she's here. I figured it out because I was there. I'll leave it alone. I'll give you more time. But eventually, somebody's going to be on my ass about this, and I am going to have to start giving answers to people. Eventually, you know. This I, this is all I can do. That's fair, Dalis. I can't really ask for more. And he throws his hands up, and he's like, I'll uh, leave you to lovebirds alone. And he gives you finger crossbows and walks out of the room. I wait till the door closes, and we're alone. You're alone. 
I look at her. What'd you tell him? I'm not the talkative type. Really? I remember, oh, so long ago, you loved to talk to me. Oh, wait, no, I was mostly talking back then. Never mind, you're right. You're still doing most of the talking? Ready to talk about the past yet? Nope. You have a picture of me in your mind at this point, and I don't really think it's my place to change it. Ankara, there's a picture in my mind, yes. But the thing is, I can pick from any number of pictures from any number of times with you. Currently... I'm trying to focus when I first met you, and you gave me a place to live. I remember that. That's the one I choose to focus on. Whatever image you want to focus on me, that's fine, I don't care. You blame me a lot for a lot of things, and I don't blame you for that. Hell, I blame me for a lot of things also. But, I can't help you if you don't help me. Dylan, what's the worst thing you've ever done? I let my son die. No, what's the worst thing you've ever done? I killed a man in cold blood when his pregnant wife was upstairs calling for him. Then I hid the body. I saw a little girl when I was carted in here, Dylan. She didn't see me, but I recognized her. Do you know how I became the leader of this particular trist into the caverns i had to prove my loyalty by cutting the ear off a little girl car yeah that's my daughter and currently right now she probably hates me more than she could ever hate you i was her father and then i left her you heard her yeah you're a villain but she didn't know you as a good person to start. I'm a monster, Dylan. Leave me. Akara? I... I was a monster, too, for a long time. Today, probably a lot of people still consider me one. If you wish to remain one, I won't try and force you. You have every right, with all the pain you've experienced, to act as you wish. I'm not going to force you. I'll still come back and visit you, and I'll still try and talk to you. She uh, she doesn't even act like she's hearing you at this point. She is kind of shut off. I'll still continue coming back here every week, telling you about what happened in the last week for me. Talking, even if you won't. I'm not going to just give up, because the last time I gave up on trying to reach out to you was when I lost my wife. And no, we may never have that relationship again, and... That makes sense, given everything. But I'm going to keep trying, because that's all I can do. I'll see you next week. And I walk out. Alright, do you go find Granlin? Because you've been told to go find Granlin. I mean, I got nothing else to do. Avil, you and Grim kind of exit the underground, right? And Avil says, well, do any of us have a way of getting to the heart? Grim? Yes and no. It would, of course, depend upon what roadblocks we might come across. Well, one, I'm very short. Yes, yes, dear, we know. You are correct. She's like, do you think the crafter one could help us? The the bearded uh, one. Bob, yeah, most likly. Uh, most likely. I'm, I haven't spent enough time with you two, the experts. 
as far as he is concerned. I believe Bruce might be able to help out as well. Bruce has the prerequisite amount of height. At this point, Roy, you know that you're supposed to meet up, because you've got guild duties nowadays. You're supposed yeah. to meet up in the sewers with Darius to talk about some stuff, about recruitment mainly. Yeah. You head to the Thieves' Guild and it, you try to ditch Grim, but... As you try to ditch me, I audibly tell you, I don't trust you any farther than I can throw you. For that matter, I don't trust you any farther than I could throw Bruce. So you and me, we've made an accord. We'll be sticking together. Oh, now you want to stick together. Remember when we first met and you didn't want to? It was you who didn't want to stick together. As you may remember then, I made several accords with you and with the gentleman who was to be our captor. I hold true to my deals. You should know that better than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. I need to go check in. Let's go. So you find yourself at Darius, and Darius fills you in on what happened with the court session. Darius sent one of the low levels to kind of let you know that Bruce was let off by some guy named Gavrillo, who was supposed to be the one that Bruce assaulted. But this dude Gavrillo made a really weird choice, and he uh, told everyone at the court that he wasn't going to press charges against Bruce because he believed that Bruce was not in his right mind after being attacked in the street, and he felt that as a stranger in a strange land, Bruce must have assumed it was him. And he said he understood and forgave. He convinced the deuce to let Bruce go. Right after that, Bruce was grabbed by a lot of poor people, some low-level commoners, and Granlin, and kind of shuffled off into the poor section of the city, and no one's seen him since. And it's been a week. That's probably not good. I feel as though it'd be very hard to not see a man like Bruce. Especially to take him off and make him really do anything other than fishing. Yeah. Mullion, uh, he kind of steps forward and is like, yeah, but I, I gotta lead. I'm pretty sure I know where they took him. Um, I think, uh, well, we're gonna check, uh, outside, because I know there's one place he likes to go, and then uh, after that, we'll try to, we'll, there's somewhere else we can check, so let's go. And Mullion... Lead the way. ...leads you guys outside the city limits. You guys go outside the city, and it's around that time where you guys bump into Dylan and Bop. Hey! Hand wavy Deus Ex Machina. Oh, hello. Hey. I haven't seen you two in a long time. Hey, y'all seen Bruce? No, the large one has a reddish eye, bit cracked. No, I haven't seen him. Yeah, because there's a different Bruce. I should probably describe myself to Roy, because Roy hasn't seen me yet with my new job. What you looking like, my dude? Instead of the old shitty leather armor that I used to wear, I'm now wearing, like, regal-looking breastplate with red trim. A beautiful red cloak covering myself. All clean the fuck up. Looks like I bathe every day, damn near. Clean-cut hair, clean-shaven, a few new scars on his face from nicks and cuts from working as a guard. But that's pretty much it. What happened to you? Uh, I went straight. Not... <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I mean, it's your joke. Uh, no, I cleaned up and I'm uh, working for the city guard full time and I'm technically a marquee again. That'll come in handy, right? I mean, so far so good. I got a nice house. You immediately see Mullion's face look at you like like he just cased your body. 
<laughs> and uh, Mullion, before you get ideas, no, I don't carry any of the nice silverware on me. I lean over to Mullion later. Definitely. You guys know I can hear you. You're not even whispering. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where's that was Bruce? That, that was in Thieves' Cant. Shut up. I speak that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys as you guys are having this little argument you find yourself at the edge of the woods first of all you see that large chunks of tree branches have been ripped off some of them look like they were sawn off like whole trees look like they've been sawn down and then there's other parts where it looks like a fucking gorilla did a rage through here his name is bruce don't call him a fucking gorilla that's rude as fuck dude <laughs> As you turn a corner, the gorilla who seems to be raging is Granlin. Oh. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> Granlin is pointing her finger in Bruce's face and thumping a large log against a tree that's making cracking sounds and just sort of yelling at Bruce in... Sounds like she's slipping in and out of giant. The fuck? Is this like a really big person equivalent of a date that they're on right now? Because this is awkward. I feel like I'm interrupting. Look at that. The two giants are talking. The argument that you hear. Bruce! I told you to get back in the town. They want to speak to you. How can you turn your back on the entire city when they need you? It's real fucking easy. Step one, don't give a shit. Step two, mind my own goddamn business. You're gonna make me or you're gonna leave me alone? It's at this point that you guys realize that the person she's yelling at, who's making the sounds that Bruce would make in out of his throat hole, is about two feet shorter and green. What? So is that... is that an orc? I don't know, it talks like Bruce. Uh... Uh... Dylan, what date is this? Uh, um, I... Uh, you said a log, right? Not a stick? A log. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> What's a 16 arcana give me on, like, seeing the magic of it? You need to tech magic. Do you have to tech magic? I do. You have to cast that. Okay. Well, that's what I was saying, though. Like, if I roll an arcana, can I just be like, hmm, I see. Yeah, your arcana would guess it's either a transmutation or illusion. You couldn't pinpoint it with just an arcana. You would know that right. several spells that could do that. Your 16 gives you that. Okay, that's what it gives me. You know that that is possible is likely what's happening. Okay. Perfect. That's really what I was looking That's for. Fun. I was looking for, like, if I'm looking at him, would I think that? Yeah. You can't see through the spell. Right. You could guess what's going on. It's one of several options that you know. Uh, well, well I might as well just cast Detect Magic and say, fuck it. Okay. Well, if you cast Detect Magic, you know it's an illusion spell. Ah! What a brilliant illusion! Uh, so for reference to everyone for the dates, this is either Yeah, 16th... go ahead. Tell us where beating you with a log takes place. Actually, I have that. I don't believe you. It's also the same date that allows the whip, which was huh. established earlier. Yep. No. Sixteenth uh, date. It was on the list. Sixteenth. Have I been out that long? But this could also fall under twenty second, which twenty first is goblin style, but twenty second is orc style. Ah, no, this is giant style. You got it. You got it. <laughs> oh, j wait. This is giant style. That's twenty fifth. Then this is definitely giant style. Giant style is twenty fifth. Dwarf surprisingly twenty fourth. Oh, okay. Well, what are you guys doing? You hold your horses, Roy. Minding my own goddamn business. Your business is going to get you killed. My business is precisely what I say it is. They offered you asylum, they changed your look so you could be hidden. All they want is for you to back them 
when it comes Mom, time. Dad, you're tearing this family apart. Shut the fuck up, Dylan. You need to roll a reflex as a log comes hurtling past your head. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think Roy can even hold or ride a horse. 14. Okay, so you duck a log. Roy, have you ever ridden a horse? I don't even own a horse. I don't understand this euphemism. I hate answering this question, but I think I do. <laughs> You're busy ducking. All right, so... Yeah. We'll so. steal it later, my land. Bruce? I mean it. Get back to town. Make me. Granlin stands up straighter, brushes off her coat, and breaks off a branch off of another tree. I cast hypnotic pattern. Twisting pattern of color... Inside the air, a 30-foot cube, each creature within the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom save. On a failed save, they become charmed. Everybody in the aura of a divine paladin. So we get a plus three on that? Yeah. 18. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm immune to charm and fear. My bad. Granlin breaks the stick off, peels off a couple of branches, stands up quiet, kind of takes a deep breath, and says, I know this is the Eye of Magog talking, Bruce. But your daughter wouldn't want you acting this way. My daughter wouldn't want to be dead. Bruce rages. You rage and do what? Attack. Okay. The moment you move within uh, ten feet of Granlin, she stabs forward with the stick, which is oddly shaped like a halberd, right into your fucking face. She rolled a twenty. Okay, that hits. My armor class is eighteen. Okay. That's 13 damage. You stop moving. 21 to hit. 18 to hit. Let's hit. She's not in armor. After being stopped by a thrust to the face, Bruce uses his action search to close the remaining distance and strikes with two double closed fist overhanded blows. They're not pretty. They're not elegant. How much damage? 22. Okay. This is blasphemous, by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say one of your attacks is completely negated. She hits you three times, misses with one. You watch a flurry of her with the stick, and she cracks you in the shin for five damage with that one. She swings at you, taking a step back, which doesn't strike, but she gets distance again. And then she hits you two times with the edge and tip of the halberd for another... 14, and 15. She hasn't rolled under an 8 on the D10. Bruce reduces damage by... less than he would like. <laughs> Bruce attempts to shrug off the damage, but he only shrugs off 7 damage. As Granlin misses, Bruce uses his Battlemaster archetype, Ooh. and he reposts. Okay. He catches the spear with one hand, and he swings with a closed fist wildly at her face again. Alright, what'd you roll? 21 to hit. That'll hit. She's got like a 12. Yeah. 16 damage. Okay. Did you have other attacks? or Because that's on my turn, isn't it? The yes, that's on okay. your turn. Where did you hit her? Right in the dome. In the face. Just doming her, huh? Doming her up. You know, Bruce, you really shouldn't do that. You're right, Bob. He really shouldn't. Dylan, arrest him or something. I'm incapacitated. 
<laughs> Sleep. <laughs> he's, he is more shook than he's ever been, and he's heard some shit lately. <laughs> I got incapacitated by a spell, dude. I'm out. Oh. I just look around at the rest of the party like, should should we be doing something to stop this? I break the hypnotic pattern. Dylan, you're free. I use my points to use the uh, twin spell. So now I can hit two people with one spell. I cast hold person on the both of you. Wisdom save. One of you is probably going to succeed. The other one probably won't. Failed. Yeah, she got a 17. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually a really bad roll. So as soon as he's held and I know he's held, I yell out, Stop this madness! Dear Lord! She goes, Yes, dear. Do stop, and she thumps you upside the head again with that halberd. Granlin? Your petty squabbles can be resolved further when it's not on my time. As Grim is talking, Bruce bellows out in Sylvan. Silence, interloper! I bellow back in Sylvan. You wish to address me? I command. I cast sleep. 56. And you hear that in your mind, as well as, well, not your ears, because you don't have those. You get no commands here. Who has the lowest health? I do at 37. Do you? Pretty sure. So, after Bruce says that, you see him kind of sputter out, but the fire never leaves his eyes. And Grandlin kind of stops using the halberd as a halberd and just instantly goes to using it as a crutch. And turns to the rest of you and says, Hello, dears. Grandlin, what the hell is wrong with him? Why is he acting like this? And why does he look like that? That is a lot of questions. Yes, Bob. I assume it's disguise. That is true. He is being disguised because the assassins want to kill him. But why? In any way, dear. That's not important. He's an orc for now to keep him safe. Thank you, Bop, for putting him to sleep, though, honestly, I kind of wanted to teach him a lesson. Granlin, if you want to teach him something, do it over a fish. He'll sit still for that. He won't sit still for anything anymore, Bop. He's got the Eye of Magog in him. The what? The Eye of Magog. What does that do? And where did he get it? Somewhere underground. Bop, where did he get it? Uh, Let's just say it's a cavern where I found a hammer. Let's just say you should give me more details, because my good friend may die. They found it in the catacombs. I release Hold Person, so he falls. It's much more important the fact that it was a crystallized chamber containing two crystalline combatants. One with the eye affixed to his face, the other wielding the hammer that rests upon my head. So the stories were true, huh? And here in Griffinport. Anyway, to answer all your questions in full. Bruce is disguised to be hidden from his enemies. He has the Eye of Magog in his skull, which apparently he got underground when he was with you guys last. The Eye of Magog is a terrible artifact that is supposed to be linked to an ancient giant god. It amplifies everything monstrous in a giant. He will be angry, he will be violent, and he will take no shit from you little people. I think I know how to fix this. Oh, what you got? Be that as it may, the eye of Magog was struck and cracked. My idea is I'm going to go wake him up. Uh, maybe not the best idea right now. No, I got this. Oh, God. Everybody stand back. I got this. Dylan. Hey, Bob, ready another Dylan, sleep. dear. 
Let yep. me tell you, of all the things you've got, this is not one of them. Granlin, I'm going to give him a choice. And I know Bruce. He's the only dude I can ever imagine spitting in the eye of a god. That is true, but you don't know Bruce right now. Okay, let's go your path then and start beating the shit out of him with a stick. I didn't start that, he did. Really? Yeah. Do you think Bruce would have assaulted me for anything I would have said normally? No, but Magog would have. I've seen him. Exactly. I did what I had to do to get a rise. I needed him to show that he's not in control. Wake him up. When he sees what he's done, the point will be made. I kick him. Wait, hold on. And she turns away for a second. Roll perception. As Bruce is nudged awake. No, kick. Kicked away. Well, it's a nudge to a giant. Everybody who rolled higher than a 15, you see that Granlin has pulled out what appears to be a dark makeup kit and rubbed it all over one of her eyes. Uh. <laughs> uh, let me touch that up, Granlin. I ate her. I, bop. Bob, I will slap the shit out of you. Do not tell a... I think she's got it. Sister of the nut... The mother... I'm a Vesperin. <laughs> Don't you dare assume you can touch up my makeup. Granlin, I'll teach you how to do makeup I will later. slap the shit out of both of you. I will use your... He- oh, Bruce, you're waking up, dear. I kick him again. I flinch. Bruce, wake up before I murder your friends for insulting me. <laughs> I kick him again. There's a flash of red from the crystalline eye. And roll me a DC 15 charisma check, Mr. Grimm, as you take a blast of vile energy from Magog's eye. I fucking cleared the fuck out of that motherfucker. Charisma is his jam. It's what he has. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of my thing. But I know you did that. Yes. That's unfortunate. Hey, old shit. And Bruce's other eye opens. And he just sort of lays there. Hey, fossilized turd, get up. The fuck you say to me, boy? Well, there he is. So, Bruce, as you wake up, you see that Granlin's standing behind everyone else. She has a black eye. And otherwise, she seems more or less unhurt, but she looks like she's been assaulted. Bruce, what the hell? What? You did that. Why'd you do that, Bruce? Do what? Look at her face. I didn't do that. You did that. I saw that shit. Nah. You're not in control of the eye, Bruce. Bullshit. I saw that with both mine eyes. I am in perfect control of my faculties. Bruce, did you mean to hit me with the uh, evil eye? I have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, Bruce. That's unfortunate. I evil I am back. What's your charisma check, Mr. Grimm? He's 16. I rolled a 15. Damn. Ah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's disappointing. Hey, Bruce? You're an orc. No, I'm not. Look at your hands, jackass. No, I'm fucking disguised, you moron. Yeah, it's definitely Bruce. Alright, am I done here? It is just an illusion. I'll kick him again to make sure he's okay. Yeah, go ahead and do that, dear. I wouldn't, he's okay. awake. <laughs> I plant another kick in Bruce. Bruce kicks you back. <laughs> Except it's a Bruce kick. How far does he fly? I don't. I'm a little tougher nowadays. 
it's not even a very good kick. Bruce hasn't even gotten up yet. It's <laughs> sort of that kick you do at somebody who's kicked you and moved out of range. <laughs> yeah, it's like that wheel kick that people do from the ground in martial arts movies, only <laughs> done by a fucking 80-year-old man. So I'm sure you can imagine how effective that is in general. Bruce, what's going on, bud? I'm just out here minding my own business. In the woods? Yes. Do you remember how you got Yeah, I fucking walked. It's at this time that you notice that this clearing has a few stumps that have been set up. Mitch, would you like to describe what the scene is? So now that there's not giant throwdown and you're able to more thoroughly observe the surroundings, several of the trees have been cut and repositioned into a ring of what looks like old world altars in the center of a fresh clearing. There's wood shavings, carving tools, hatchets, saws, etc. strewn about. And it's obvious that Bruce has been here for quite some time doing whatever this is. Old world stuff typically connects more heavily to Faye. Do I recognize any of that stuff? Uh, what are you going for, Mitch? Not really. Maybe. it. It's giant stuff. More about his superstitions and culture, right? I'll tell you a what. You can roll a religion check. And you can let me know if you know anything. Oh, I just nat 20'd that religion check. So yeah, the nat 20 on your religion check shows you it's a grieving rite, correct? Yes, they're totems of grievance. Granlin? Yes, Dylan? Why are you here? Why are any of us here? It looks like he's just trying to do a thing. That's exactly what I'm doing. He's grieving. Dylan, to put it bluntly... Is it any of your business? To put it bluntly, when there's two giants beating the shit out of each other in, outside uh, right outside city the limits. C- You're right. I have no investment with these people, Granlin. I'm so sorry. I don't recall ever meeting these people. You're absolutely correct. My bad. No. Go on. I don't. Do do. No, no. Dylan? I shouldn't be personally invested when your church is missing you, you jackass. Dylan. Oh, more fights. You're a noble. And you're a priest. I can't trust you right now. Well. Out. Guess I'll be going. Do you leave? Yeah. Okay. Out. Woof. Why don't the uh, rest of y'all go and follow Dylan? He's got the right idea. I don't want no part of your goddamn revolution. I didn't agree to this whole hide-where-they-can't-find-me shit just to stick right back in the middle of it. Pardon me, Bruce. What? I hate to interrupt your self-lament and grief. Then don't. I was lying. I don't hate to. I, I hate that I'm bothered by it, is what I meant. Get off your lazy ass and help me. I don't have time for your your bullshit. I don't want you for a revolution. I want you to resolve a small matter. Do that, and I will help you escape this revolution. I don't care. Bruce has now risen, and he walks towards you with heavy footfall. And as you look at Bruce, you're not sure if it is Bruce or Magog approaching you at this point. I owe you nothing. 
failing. Do not presume some debt to you. If you request my aid, you may ask of it, and I may choose to grant it or not. I made my request, and think not that Magog or nay, you hold any place higher than I. The request was made. Quit your mewlings and assist me, and I, in turn, will assist you with whatever bullshit or fuckery you desire. Still sounded an awful lot like a command. Mr. Bopadopolis, what is it people says when they're trying to be polite? Thinking the word starts with a P. Salutations. No, no, wait, no, it's a human ceremony. It's... Yeah, cover this in etiquette class. Ah, please. That's, that's what it is. Please. Pasta. Yes, the word is please. Mr. Grimm. Pleases went out the way when I had to come out here just to find you and then stop you from getting your fucking face beaten. You didn't have to do none of that. Unfortunately, I did. Me and our small companion here need some assistance. That's me. I would ask more nicely... But apparently nice isn't something you're working on any longer. Granlin says, You all have been working together. I don't always know what you're up to. But we need to get on the same page because you're all in danger. Maybe not you so much, Mr. Grimm, because I do not know you. We're all in fucking danger. That's why I need help. Elaborate. What do you know? Avil! She's really tall too. Do you want to tell them? I... I... I can only speak to you, dumbass. <laughs> no, you fucking can't. Don't you bullshit me now. I'm not going to speak through Roy. No one's going to listen to him. They don't believe he knows anything. Fine, fine. I will tell you all. Everyone, bend an ear. Because this tale is one heck of a tale. You see, I'm not certain any of you understand the greater effect of worlds on each other. But the mortal plane has several mirror planes, one of which I come from, the Feywild. We are greatly connected. In this connectivity, you may have noticed some fluctuation on your side, because the world of Fey has been in a great deal of turmoil as of the last fair amount of time. Time's new to me. Leave me alone. So, recently, Avil here carried something with her that could bring balance back and restore the greater well-being of both of our worlds and she lost it. Much worse than that, she came here in a non-traditional fashion, which is probably the reason that I'm here 
in a non-traditional fashion. Because there are rules. And these rules can't be broken. These were rules written before time. So, if we do not fix what has transpired and find this item, which I may remind you is of power that none of you here, even Magog, can step up to, then we're all fucked, to put it bluntly. Did I make myself clear? I feel a fairy lady in my head, by the way. Got it. Grelin says, thank you, Roy, for setting that straight. Yeah. How long has that been going on? Uh, remember that ship thing? Right. Yeah, that night. Have you listened to fairy? And Granlin says, you mean the ship that they took to the Mages College? Yeah? Thank you for joining us on Torchlit Tavern. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope you will continue to enjoy many episodes in the future. Don't forget to like us and rate us on wherever you listen, and don't forget to share us with everybody you know so our podcast can grow. Also, don't forget to follow our show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your preferred podcasting service is. And... Furthermore, should you wish to follow our lovely players and their epic journeys, you can follow them at the following locations. Hey guys, it's Ryan, favorite Warlock Roy, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at RyanSCBSantos. You can find your favorite DM, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. And you can find your Skeleman himself, the gentleman, Mr. Grimm, at big underscore J underscore the bad man on Twitter. And you can find your good boy Dylan on Twitter at Argo Omega. Fuck your warlock. Red?